Welcome to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast. I am your host, Diogen Tirandekura. On this show, you will discover the realities, the successes and the struggles of business management and information technology consultants in the fast-moving B2B world. So stay tuned if you want to know more about what it takes to have a consulting lifestyle. My guest today is someone that I have met last year during the Flincon One event organized by Pat Flynn in San Diego. I'm talking about July 2019 when I say last year. Her name is Sheila Farager Gemma and she has an event sponsorship business that is actually doing very well. And we will learn with her all the ideas that she has when she started different businesses in different industries, as well as right now, how she balances doing business with being present for her family. I think she is a great example for any mom or any parent that want to combine making a very good revenue from home and stay present for your relatives. Hello and welcome to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast to Sheila Farager Gamma. How are you, Sheila? I'm good, Dijan. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, so, uh, Sheila, like, uh, like for Gabe Arnold, uh, I have met you at the FlynnCon 1 uh, conference in uh, San Diego last summer, so the summer of 2019. Yep, and I am uh, happy to have again a discussion with you uh, on the on the podcast. Uh, but can you uh, can you share your can you share your story on the for the audience? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, like yourself, I've got a bit of an accent. I'm from Ireland originally. <laughs> um, I came over here right after college, figuring I'd come for one year, and ended up meeting somebody and staying for many more years. <laughs> ah, um, nice. But after my first daughter was born, I was um, at the time I was working in uh, biotech and I decided that I did not want to be working and have her in a daycare and I wanted to um, stay home with her. But to do that, I needed to find something that would pay the bills. Mm-hmm. So um, I, that kind of started my entrepreneurial journey. I started a company doing, believe it or not, remanufactured laser cartridges. And Manufacturing what? Laser cartridges for uh, laser printers. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Toner okay. cartridges, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, so I started doing that, and um, I learned how to repair printers, and I built up a clientele of, um, you know, accountants and uh, lawyers and people who print a lot of stuff, and did that for about eight years, and ended up selling the company. So it was like a really nice first foyer, foyer, or foyer, or whatever that word is, into kind of entrepreneurism. Um, wow. And then from there, I had um, started to learn about um, online marketing and um, direct marketing, that kind of stuff. And I started another business with a business partner. And what we did was we, we ourselves were at the time were investing in real estate um, and, uh, and in foreclosures. And we had we figured out how to find the data before kind of anyone else did. So we um, put that together on a database and started a membership site and people paid us per month, per county of what data they wanted. And we went to the courts and got it and uploaded it. And every week they get downloaded the new data. Wow. And then 
Was that, right. the, US, was that the real estate market in the U.S.? In, New in the U.S., yeah. This is all U.S. So this is okay. um, like 2003, 2004, okay. you know, before the crash. Um, yeah. So a really good time to start a business like that. Um, and then we kind of branched into education. We had a couple of meetings a month for real estate investors um, that were kind of networking and education. We, had, we would have guest speakers come in. Um, it, was just, it was a really good time. And then it got all to the based point of around. the membership site. Also, the education was a part of the the fee that the the members were paying, Correct. or something else. Yeah, yeah. They, so they could. Um, it was something that they could do as well, meet in person and network. Because in real estate mm -hmm. investing, networking is quite important to kind of meet mm -hmm. other people and hear about deals and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then it got to the point coming up to the crash in 2008. Um, yeah. You know, you could buy a foreclosure with a side of fries at McDonald's, basically. <laughs> you know, we kind of lost our edge. Um, so from there, I went down. That, I wish we'd sold that company then. I wish we sold it in 2006. We'd have probably made a fortune, but it just kind of fizzled out. Mm -hmm. um, but from there, I went on to, um, or at the, actually at that time, when I started uh, Foreclosures Mass, I'd also started another company completely different. I'd gone home to Ireland for a wedding. And yeah. the best man had a company um, in Ireland that was a kid's indoor play place. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's really interesting. And I started researching it. And I thought that that was something to do really well in the States. So I started that with my husband about six months after we'd started Foreclosures Mass. So it was like really one on top of the other. Oh. Um, kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. And um, we had that for... Uh, probably about four and a half years. And then I was lucky enough to be able to actually sell that as well, um, okay. which is nice to kind of have those two exits and, and sell a company rather than just have to, to shut it down. And then yeah, and that was like there, between 2004, 2008, the, the kids. Correct. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yep. So, and then from there, um, I was, I kind of got, I was at that point into kind of events and, um, internet marketing and that kind of thing. I, we started doing, um, Uh, our own events around that as well and um, I started doing kind of I used to be the person who really did the strategic partnerships mm -hmm. um, and the joint ventures within the companies and a friend of mine got hired by a company called Digital Marketer who puts on a big event in San Diego called um, Traffic and Conversion so she asked me to come help her with the sponsorship which I did and then people saw me doing that and they were like, well, can you do that for me too? And I said, uh, yeah, sure, no problem. So that's kind of how it started. It was a business that just kind of started by mistake and has been going on ever since and it's pretty Amazing. cool. So many, so many people wish they would start a business by mistake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, <laughs> most people will overthink what if the business idea that they have is good that they will test it. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, more kind of on gut. So... <laughs> <laughs> And, and, and just to put uh, again in terms of uh, timeline, uh, you mm -hmm. th that that event uh, traffic conversion, something like traffic conversion, Traf traffic and conversion. So yeah, I started with them about 2012, 2013, mm -hmm. um, and have them out for a couple of years, and then just kind of branched out on my own. Oh, excellent, excellent. So uh, yeah. that means that means uh, now that we are in early 2020, uh, you you are uh, running this business since so, oh, at least five years, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 
Yeah. Okay, that's excellent. Uh, I I didn't know uh, the extent to which you are a serial entrepreneur. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> honestly, uh, because you you did a membership, uh, you had a membership business way yeah. before uh, people were starting to talk about membership. I think. Uh, yeah, and we didn't even uh, realize it was a membership business. It was like you know we just had a, a fee for um, the data, so people would be on our site and. They pay monthly fee to get access to whatever counties of data they wanted to get to. So, you know, we didn't, we kind of, I mean, a lot of it was dumb luck. We just kind of went through and did what made sense. And, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and that's what it yeah. was. It was a membership just, site. Oh, okay, great, great. And uh, you you haven't touched to uh, biotech since you have had your first job? No, 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 I, um, I have not. Um, I worked for six years and then like worked worked work for six years and then yeah. haven't worked since <laughs> yeah like corporate work and then uh, okay. yeah 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 okay okay perfect perfect and uh, is there is there a, are, are you alone today in your uh, uh, sponsorship business or uh, you have a team yeah I have a small team and they're all virtual mm -hmm. so um, I have a small team that just helped me with kind of the the um, you know kind of research uh, as a uh, you know, emailing, that kind of stuff. Um, but it's mainly just me. And one thing I've tried to do, and I've never really gone to, and maybe one of your listeners might be interested, but I've always tried to find somebody else in sales who could help me, you know, go out and find sponsors for events and sell them. And, you know, I'm happy to pay them a really nice commission, but I've never managed to find that right person yet. So <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to make the call right now. Yeah. So for any listener interested uh, in the US, right? You're in the. I really don't care. It can be oh, US or outside. I mean, this, I literally do this on my laptop and my phone. I can be anywhere. They can be anywhere. Okay. So you can be from anywhere, but uh, Sheila is looking for. Uh, a business development person uh, that could help her in her sponsorship business. But we will, we will learn more about the sponsorship business during the during the conversation. So stay tuned. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, per perfect, perfect. So you, yeah, as you said, you have a team. So you have uh, uh, people that do the some admin, if I want to say, uh, admin or repetitive stuff like uh, the emailing yep. and the and the research. Yep. But you are the at the moment you are the only person um, getting in touch, uh, physically in touch or vocally in touch with. But uh, prospects and customers. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And and what what does that represent in terms of uh, working hours? I mean, you 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 have maybe your child is more grown up. I don't know if you. Have yeah, other... my kids are grown up now, so it varies. Um, you know, it's it's it, um, it's not as simple as just calling somebody up and saying, "Hey, do you want to sponsor this event?" And they say, "Yes," and I send a contract. It's <laughs> a lot of back and forth, and sending emails, and arranging phone calls, and they not don't show up for the phone calls, and so now we reschedule. And mm -hmm. they, you know, it's I, I always joke and I say it doesn't become a priority for them until it's priority, and all of a sudden they're yeah. calling me going, I, "I need to be in this event now," and it's like, "Yeah, the event's like tomorrow." <laughs> you know? Yes, 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 yes. It, it, you it know, happens. So, but so yeah. there's a lot of um, legwork from that point of view so it's it's like eventually you get to a contract and um you get there but it's uh it does take a lot of back and forth okay and um uh, to to manage that that back and forth, uh, I, I don't know what's the the, the volume of uh, of prospects that you uh, that you will have or the volume of events for which you uh, you find sponsors. But uh, do you do you use a CRM? Do you use a, any database to to manage all the follow ups? That so you have to yeah, do? I used to use a CRM and I found it kind of too complicated. It's it's like and I know you alluded to this when we were emailing back and forth as well. That it's odd, but I I did have a website that had all of that. And honestly, I find it's easier just kind of managing stuff through email. I have big mm -hmm. Google Docs of 
you know, um, everyone is based by category, you know, if you're mm-hmm. a merchant processor, if you're a CRM, if you're whatever. Um, so I know for the event, like once, once I get an event, I kind of have an idea of who the audience is and what they need. And then what a good match would be with a sponsor, like who's trying to get in front of that type of an audience. And then I just start, you know, emailing and calling and, and getting them. Okay. Okay. And in terms of, um, in terms of business model, the, the revenue, the revenue that you get is, is pure commission from Correct. the sponsorship that you got. Okay. Correct. Okay. Yeah. I do start, um, when I start with a new client, I do start an, uh, uh, with an upfront fee just because there's a, a little bit that goes into building out that new database for, for their type of event. Mm-hmm. Um, I build a very nice deck with, uh, you know, that shows the different sponsorship offerings and stuff. Um, I don't build it. I have someone who builds it for me. I wouldn't be able to do that, but <laughs> 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 but it looks pretty. That, that, that's <laughs> a, and, and that's an important lesson for the uh, for for the audience. Uh, hire your weaknesses. Exactly. Uh, we, exactly. We, we I'm not to... very technical, so it's yeah. I'd like to just keep it simple. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah. That's good. So you were okay. Basically, you were saying that you have people that help help you to uh, build the deck from a visual perspective, and uh, uh, then you you present that. You have an upfront fee because you have a, uh, you have to uh, involve invest quite some time into uh, building building up the database of, uh, of prospects. Yep. yep. And then it's uh, then it's according to the deal that that are won. Yep. Um, what what are the what are the metrics for success? Uh, meaning. Uh, do you count like okay out of fifty prospects, I want ten deals, or you count it in time? You how uh, how do you measure success? Um, I measure it by like one of the you know when I'm onboarding a client. So to me, a client is somebody who is doing an event and wants to bring in sponsors to help pay for the event. So when I'm talking to them initially, I find out what the event is, um, how often they've run it before, what they've done in the past. And I also find out like what their goal is for sponsorship. And that's, you know, it's one of the questions I do onboarding because it's actually a red flag question. Because if they're like, you know, I'm having this event with 50 people and my goal is a million dollars of sponsorship. I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, nobody <laughs> pays that kind of money to be in front of 50 people unless they're 50 amazing people. And even then they're not paying. So um, it, it's, I kind of do by that and then by um, space as well. So there's, you can only have so many booths. So one of the things I get early on is um, a CAD map of the hotel of where the boots are going to be. So I kind of I keep that on my wall, and that's like I'm xing off as as I sell them, so that I know kind of once we come t- down to space, at some point we have to say okay, no more. Yeah, yeah. Ah, great, great. Yeah. Um, and and another you... piece of this as well is you want to um, you want to make sure that you don't have like five of one type of vendor in a place. So you want to make sure that it's a good match. Um, that the sponsors you bring in are going to be successful, that they're not going to be in front of, you know, 10 of their competition or something. So I'm like very careful with that as well to make sure that it's a win-win for everyone because mm-hmm. these sponsors, I'm coming back to them over and over and over again. So they need to trust me that when I'm bringing them to an event, that it's going to be an event where they're going to do well. Yeah, it was it was actually the, the, the segue in which I was, uh, that I was thinking like, if the sponsors uh, have gone to an event in which they have been successful or an event in which they could uh, meet their uh, their objectives, uh-huh. uh, they are more likely to uh, trust you when you call them back for another event. Is it that? Correct. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it's all about relationships. Um, so, you know, there's like, 
rather than sometimes and that's another red flag when i uh, client takes me on as well is like if they're just interested in the money and how many they can get and how much money they can get to me it's a red flag it's like i i want these oh. to be relationships that persist year after year i want you know when i um i always attend the events and make sure that the sponsors um are you know well taken care of and they're getting what they need um, and I'll usually uh, sell them into the next event at that event because that's usually when they're happiest. So getting all these leads and they're, of course, they'll go to the next one. Um, but I want them to, you know, I want that question to be a no brainer of like that, you know, they're, that they're getting everything that they need. It's it's everything that they anticipated and that it's just a no brainer to come to the event again because it makes sense. Okay. Okay. So the, the 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 red flag of the the sponsor saying uh, I want to make money is more you you mean that by uh, uh, a potential uh, sponsor that uh, wants to make money at the event itself, right? Is is that what you? No, mean? no, no. I, the the red flag would be for the person putting on the event. Ah, so okay. if they're just interested in how much sponsorship dollars they can bring in, and not like making sure that it's a really good event for a sponsor. Um, I've, I've seen events where, you know, and I make the joke, this doesn't actually happen, but I make the joke that the sponsors are in a hallway in a hotel next door to the hotel where the event is and nobody <laughs> knows there. You know? <laughs> so you want to make sure that they're getting good traffic, that they have a good opportunity to interact with everyone, um, that you're really supporting, um, you, the people at the event, uh, getting over there and seeing them. So that's, you know, that's all part of it as well. You want to kind of make sure all of that works well, that it's, it's, um, works for everyone. Oh, amazing. And, um, what, what type, um, what, what types of events, uh, do you, uh, sponsor for? Um, help I, I tend to do a lot in marketing. Um, so like digital marketing events, um, I did an accounting event for a couple of years. Um, uh, I do a lot in real estate events as well. So those seem to be the main ones. I've done some obscure ones. Like I did a data science event a couple of years ago, which was interesting. Because I really had to learn so much about like you know, who the, who the sponsors for that would be, um, but you know I, I try and kind of stick to a couple of main events because that's where I have the experience and I have the contacts. It's harder when it's a, it's a niche that I haven't like worked in before because then I really have to go out and find a yeah. whole bunch of new people. Yeah. So um, what what you say inadvertently it's a, it's a huge lesson for anyone because. Uh, what you did in the past that looked like initiatives that have no correlation together is actually helping you in your uh, in your business right now because you Correct. have delved yeah. into those industries. So yeah. that helps you in your sponsor in your sponsorship work. Yeah, so it, it's crazy. And it helps how... if you understand the industry as well. If you understand the attendee, what they're what they need in their business, what they're looking for, what they're trying to achieve, and then if you can bring um, sponsors in that can help them get there. You know, yeah. we were at the Pat Flynn, um, the, uh, Pat Flynn's uh, Flynn One event in, in San Diego, and he had amazing sponsors there because they were exactly what people needed, you know? True. Yeah, and they, they, they got so much yeah. traffic and people were talking to them because they, they, they were the perfect blend of sponsors. If he'd brought in somebody, you know, I don't know, I'm just trying to think of something obscure that that you wouldn't need like uh, a, 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 a sports drink a sponsor yeah 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 it's something like that sponsor. it's like who cares you know <laughs> yes yes uh, and and actually actually i was thinking uh, yeah i was thinking about that like the sponsors that were there were totally for people that have to that want to start in, yeah. in online uh, start an online business so you exactly uh, exactly and the, sponsor, the wonderful thing about that event was that it, it's it's all gelled together so what he was teaching in the ballroom you know, the, the support we're out in the sponsor deck for you 
where the sponsors were for you and you could really like actually get stuff achieved that weekend you could set up accounts you could mm-hmm. do a, a podcast you could you mm-hmm. know there's all this the stuff that he teaches he had the support for it there so for an attendee it's a really good event as well it's not like there was this kind of role of sponsors that they had to try and push past because they're trying to sell them something they were they wanted to be there they wanted to talk to them and have them help them Okay. Yeah. Yeah. True. 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 No. So it's a uh, uh, Pat Flynn is a, is a Flynncon one is a is a great example. Uh, yeah. Of, uh, yeah. Well. Uh, well organized uh, event. So Pat, if you're listening, you did a great job with that. Also, what I was thinking is there is there a type a type of event uh, that you would that you would not do at all? Um, I, I really shy away from first time events unless I know that somebody really has a lot of experience. Oh, um, just okay. because uh, a lot of times, first-time events, is there's so many things that can go wrong. And I feel with um, sponsors, if you bring them in and it's a bad situation, you only get that chance once with them. So I just, I'm, I'm always very careful of that. Oh, wow. Okay. 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 Good. Yeah. Good, good. Good to know. So if there were any uh, event organizers excited, I'm sorry if you just thought, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can talk, but I'm just, it, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, no, a, it's a lot of work and a lot of handholding. Um, and honestly, like I would advise if there are event organizers out there that are doing a first time event, I would advise you just go to your vendors and give them a free booth and just have them come in and, and bring value to our Free or, or, or low money, but have them come in and bring value to the event. Um, it's going to make it better for the attendees. It's going to make it better for them. If you have an affiliate program with them, that's a good way to do it to make some money on it as well. Um, and then next year, when you know, it'd be easy to come to them and ask them for a check for next year since you've been successful yeah. this year. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Oh, that's very good. Uh, very, very, very good advice. Uh, any any chance that you will uh, work for a biotech event? Uh, for biotech, probably not. I've been so out of it at this point. <laughs> I, I don't know what I, I, I guess I could, um, you know, it, it would just be, it'd be something so totally different. Ah, great. Uh, wh- what about the way, um, uh, so, so you, you definitely have a, a process. You, you work with the, with the team helping you with the, with, with the research. Yep. Uh, wh- when, when you reach, when you reach out to people, uh, how, how do you, uh, how do you market yourself? Or how how do you introduce yourself? Uh, maybe I'm too detailed in my question, but I'm just I'm just yeah, curious no, no, no. as to how you. It's a good question. Yeah. yeah. So so what I do is um, um, again I look at who's going to be at the event. I look at what they're going to need, and then I reach out to companies like that. I'll do a lot on LinkedIn and just try and find the right person to talk to. Um, but I always try and do it in a what's in it for them scenario. Um, you know, we're gathering together 300 of X people that are your target market. And I think this would be a great way for you to get exposure to them. Are you interested in talking about it a little more? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll always try and get them on the phone um, as early in the process as I can, because I want to learn about their business and what their business goals are and what they're looking to do. Um, you know, so if this isn't going to be a good fit for them, I'd rather hear about it early and and move on. But I still have that relationship that I can come back to them again with a different event. Um, but just to, you know, make sure that it's it's like again, it's it's I can't overstress it. I know it's like a cliche that win win for everyone, but it has to be. You know, everyone has to get something out of this. Yeah, yeah. We we I think I think the economy, the the, the general economy in which we are, uh, has to be a win win economy because right, uh, yeah. We, and we it's, are in... it's it's my reputation on the line as well with the, you know because it's yeah. all built on relationships. So 
I don't want to be in there for the quick buck either saying, oh, no, it'll be fine. Just go. Just pay the money and go. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We are in a, like in, a, in the reviews era in which uh, people share their, uh, share their experience or uh, exactly. we comment on their experience. So it's, it's so important. Yes, it's so important. And, and the one word that you, that you keep mentioning since the start is, is relationships. So when you get in touch with someone, it's a relationship that you start. It's not like a, a deal, a one business deal. It's a, exactly. It's a relationship. Exactly, so, uh, yeah. And having that conversation and asking them, you know, what they're working on, what their goals are, what their business goals are for the year. Are they launching new products? That kind of stuff. You can learn so much more. And people like to talk about themselves. Most people do anyway. It's, I'm, I'm an introvert, so I pretty much don't, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm forcing you to do that now. That's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. But uh, and and one question that it makes me think is okay you you have uh, th th those companies sharing to you uh, what are their uh, their objectives or what could be their um, uh, current uh, challenges and struggles uh, does that sometimes lead you to say oh you have a, a company X has a has a problem with cash flow and I know I know a great consultant I don't know I know Absolutely. a great financial advisor to do you Absolutely, sometimes yeah ah, okay. I mean if you can solve a problem for them because sometimes it doesn't have to be about you and the sale you're trying to make at the moment mm -hmm. if you can solve a problem for them um I I just feel you always want to give first um if you can make an introduction if you can solve a problem it's I had a call just before Christmas with um a gentleman that was I was looking to try and get to sponsor an event and we started chatting and You know, as soon as we got off the phone, I shot off two emails introducing him to two people that would be good for him to know. He was like excellent. so grateful for that. He couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, excellent. yeah, it's, it's you know. Uh, excellent. You excellent. really want to kind of bring value and be a servant. Yeah. And, and um, what, what do you, uh, how, how do you see the, 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 the future uh, of your business and of the, uh, of the industry? I, 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 my, it looks like to me that there are more and more events. <laughs> there are there there are a lot of events um and there there aren't a lot of people who do what i do um that's one of the things like i i could like fill my calendar with people doing events like very easily but it would just be it's too much for me one person so mm -hmm. one of the things i'm working on this year is i'm putting together a product that literally is just me on video kind of from start to finish this is this is my process this is how i, I onboard somebody who's doing an event, this is a conversation I'd have with a sponsor, this is my checklist for, you know, before the event, this is my checklist at the event, this is, you know, my checklist for after the event, mm -hmm. just kind of um, brain dumping all of my stuff into a product so that it's there. Um, so at least that way I can, you know, if somebody comes and they're looking for help or it's a first time event or it's something that I, I can't do or won't do, I have an alternative for them. I can say, well, you know, I have everything here if you want to do it or, You know, if you yeah. have somebody in your office that would be good for this and I can even consult them a little bit and, and maybe get some coaching out of it. So, you know, probably got it, got it. Yeah. like this, because there's just one me and it's, <laughs> I don't yeah, go that yeah. far. <laughs> uh, great. Yeah. I can, I, it's a way to, to multiply your, uh, your, your presence. If uh, they cannot have the direct one-on-one -on -one with you regularly, they, they could go to those, uh, go to watch those, uh, those videos. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Uh, now, now I have, I have two two questions. So yep. the first one is, uh, uh, why did you decide to do the video for the clients rather than videos for a, a, a new employee or a partner that could then do the same as you? Because I don't know if I like I'm I don't know if it's what I want to manage anymore. 
I don't know if I want to be in it as much day to day anymore as, as mm. you know, my kids have now graduated college. They're, they've moved out. I, I want to kind of have more time to myself. I, you know, I'm beyond the working 60, 70, 80 hours a week. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I understand. Uh, so for, for that. And then, uh, in in terms of uh, the, the the video the video that you will put will will that be like a uh, uh, like a SaaS almost like a SaaS product or just a, an online course with a flat? It's more of an online course, I think, than a SaaS product. Um, I'm looking at doing a secondary product as well for for people who actually sponsor events, um, just to train their people at the booth of what what's the best way to kind of interact with the attendees, um, catch leads, that kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, I'll probably couple both of those together, have them as a kind of an A-B option type thing. Um, but yeah, it would be more like an online course than a SaaS product. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Is, is, will you do the online course on one of the sponsors of the Flink? Probably. Yeah. I have to, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll probably like use Teachable or one of those guys. Like, it, yeah. Those things look like they're pretty easy to use and, and upload something. So. Ah, nice. 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 I, yeah, did, uh, yeah. I, I have, uh, I have purchased an, uh, I've purchased an online course on how to do an online course. Basically. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, cool. And uh, I've I, I've actually done done it, but I haven't I haven't totally created the course. But uh, yeah, okay. yeah, okay, yeah, that is good. What, what is your course on? I. So the idea, okay, that would be a scoop because I haven't, <laughs> uh, I haven't much pre- prepared it much. But uh, what I'm thinking of is doing a course on uh, the software on which I have worked uh, most is, uh, is is SAP, and it will be like a more like an introductory uh, introductory course. Oh, that's cool because so, I mean it's it's I, I just know the excitement when you find something like that. If you're struggling with something and then you find like a software or a solution or something that can help you, like step you step by step how to do it. It's life changing, you know, and, yes. and a lot of times you think to yourself, it's like, I use this all the time. It's easy. And, you know, people don't want to know this, but they do because they, you know, if, they, if it's their first time using it, it's just a whole bunch of confusion, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's overwhelming. So yeah, uh, yeah. The, the, it's good if we can uh, uh, package package something structured that can uh, that can help them exactly okay amazing so so for the you for the future you as i understand that you want to have more uh, more time freedom with regards to your uh, personal life uh-huh yeah or is it or is it like uh, maybe another business or another activity that well you... another business could bubble up as well i'm always looking at new opportunities and you know, I'm not surprised. The, the, the problem with being a serial entrepreneur is you kind of get bored and you're like, okay, so that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> what else can I do? Ah, great, great. But you, but you have uh, at the moment right now, like you have no. Uh, it's not like there is an idea in your head thinking. Uh, no, 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 not no? at the moment. Ah, uh, okay, okay, yeah. great. So, so there is one thing that uh, we 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 haven't mentioned, but I have asked you like uh, before is the fact that you you actually don't have a. Uh, you actually don't have a website, and I, yeah, I, yeah. I kind of reacted like, uh, "What? What is that?" It's like <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's probably very counterintuitive, and it probably isn't something that most people should do. But you know, it, so much of what I do is really based on relationships. I had a website at one point, and I, you know, I was going to put like um, um, articles up there and write stuff for it, and I, I just never got to writing it. So then I just had a calendar up there of events that were coming up, and I wasn't really getting much traffic to it. And you know, I would just like I literally just pick up the phone and call someone and say, "Hey, you know, I think this is going to be a great event for you. This is why." And I'll shoot them over an email with the information, and it's just like I've always just run it that way, and it yeah. worked for me. 
it's limiting yeah. because it's just me but it's 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 just the way it's worked better for me rather than just sending people blindly to a website and and you know it's it's if if it was if this was something that i really wanted to grow out to some kind of massive type of business um i would probably definitely do something like that and just have drive traffic and all the rest of it but honestly i just can't even get my brain around that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i would definitely need somebody a partner or something to do that because that's just not my my um strength at all yeah and, and you you do you do have you do have a uh, high high ticket clients uh if i want to say it like that like clients yes, that yeah, uh, yeah. that organize uh, uh, big events uh, i mean do you do you have some some numbers in terms of like one maybe your biggest event the event with which there were the biggest attendance or the the biggest number of sponsors um yeah well traffic and conversion which still goes on is a great event as well you guys should um if you're listening definitely um attempt to go with that i think they have 195 sponsors this year Unbelievable. Um, which is over a million in sponsorship. So it's, it's wow. really significant. They've got um, uh, well over 5,000 people attending. They've actually, they moved, they used to be at the Hyatt in, in um, downtown San Diego. Then they moved to the Marriott. And now they're currently, this is going to be their first year in the convention center because that's how big they've gotten. Um, yeah, so okay. it's pretty amazing. It's like anyone who is in marketing will be there. Um so you know you can have events as big as that and um you know i'm sure their their sponsor their title sponsorship is probably about two hundred thousand or mm-hmm. or a hundred thousand two hundred thousand something like that all the way down to probably you know the least expensive might be five or ten grand yeah um i usually typically work in a space of kind of smaller events um i usually want the events to be at least 250 people because it's hard to get people to sponsor if it's less than that um, and then sponsorships range from anywhere from probably again five thousand up to about thirty or forty thousand, depending on what the sponsor is getting and what they need. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. And uh, in terms, ter- I don't know how comfortable you are with sharing your uh, uh, figures, your numbers, but like your 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 revenue, if if not confidential, uh, your revenue. What's the range? Or the, yeah. So, the I, like, I charge. Um, I charge a commission on it and I'm usually anywhere between 25 and 50% again, depending on the deal and what we've negotiated and what I'm doing. Okay. okay um, so it's, it's, you know, it's big numbers. It's like, you're not yes, selling yes. things every single day, but when you do, it's a, it's a nice number. It's a nice number. So, so yeah. um, the way, the way I, where I wanted to go there is to, is to say that, uh, very often we think, and it, and it is, uh, a, a limiting belief in some way that, uh, in order to, um, to have a business that makes uh, at least uh, six figures, I, I need to have the the la- I absolutely need to have the latest uh, marketing gimmick like the, yeah. the, the <laughs> Facebook ad strategy and uh, the website with all the keywords perfectly uh, matching. But actually, here is uh, you are an example of uh, okay. Let's make it simple. Pick yeah. up the phone. There's, there's uh, a lot to be said for just doing it. Uh, one of my favorite um, sayings is "Seek the swift sword." So it's like if it, if it's wrong and it's going to be a mistake, let's just find out about it and then move on to the next thing, you know? Yeah. So it's like you can spend a lot of time planning. I remember when I started that um, laser printer business way back when, like my first business, we went to um, kind of a course on how to uh, repair laser printers. My dad came mm-hmm. with me. My, my dad and myself are very close and he kind of really helped me when I was starting that business. And there was a gentleman at the course and he was talking about he was going to build the perfect um, workshop with the perfect workshop table and he was going to set it up this way and that way. And, you know, he just kept talking about like how he planned to do all of this. 
And then we went to um, an event about six months later. It was around, you know, again, believe it or not, cartridges and, and uh, laser printers. Imagine there's an event for that. There's events for everything. <laughs> and um, he was still having the same conversation about his perfect, you know, workshop that he was going to build. And once he got that built, he would start doing business. And, you know, when I came home from that training, I literally just got the yellow pages and started um, uh, emailing and calling um, accountants. And I got mm -hmm. one to buy it. And it was one of the 200 cartridges I didn't know how to make. So I had to call up my trainer and say, can you overnight me two of those? <laughs> I actually made no money on it because I just had them overnight. I went and delivered them. I went to deliver them. The person actually canceled on me as before I got them delivered. So I didn't even get paid for them. I was like, oh my God. just like, just make it happen, you know, just do it. Um, you know, obviously you want to have some thought behind it, but don't get caught up in the analysis paralysis because then you'll never do anything. And you just yeah. learn as you go, you know, fail quickly. Yes, yes. Fail quickly. Uh, no, that's a, that's that's a great lesson. Uh, I, I like I, li I like that. And uh, yeah, all the experience that you that you have, the early experiences that you that you had in entrepreneurship, as soon as you as you became a, a stay at home mom, that's what uh, I guess changed. I feel I feel that's what it changed in your. It, it drove me because I, I mean, my yeah. my big why was I wanted to for my daughter. I wanted to be at everything. I remember when she was, you know, she was very little. She was in one of those car seat things and I had her in the carriage um, of the Staples cart and I was going around Staples looking for something. And this woman came up to me and she says, she, I think she was like selling QuickBooks or something, but she was like, she made some comments. She's like, oh, look at you. You're doing this and you're going to do this for your daughter. And it was, it was mm -hmm. a little condescending the way she said it, but it was like, yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. And, you know, yeah. I wanted to be there when, you know, I wanted to be able to, go to all her plays, go to all her soccer games, go to all the dance recitals and never have to say, you know, mommy has to work. Sorry, we can't, I can't be there for that. If she was sick, I was home with her. It was just, you know, it was a choice and I'm so glad I made it. Um, I still have a great, great relationship with both my kids. And I think that has a lot to do with it as well. So. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Ah, congrats. Uh, kudos. For that. <laughs> Thank you. Kudos for that. Uh, yeah. it, it's not. It, it is not easy for. Um, it is. It is not easy for for people in general to uh, combine uh, the family life and uh, being present, totally present for the, yeah. the the life partner. So the the spouse, the life yeah. partner plus uh, the the kids or other uh, other relatives uh, when they want to work, and we we tend to think that uh, I, I will. I will tell you something that I was I was thinking is that um, you think oh I am an employee it's already hard for me to uh, to be present if I become a, an entrepreneur it will be worse. Uh, yeah, it, it's worse and it's better. So it's worse because now you're worried about money and you've got a bigger responsibility and you've got to pay for everything still. Mm -hmm. But it's better that because you can be present at the times when you need to be present. Like yeah. There was many nights when I would like work into the night when the kids were asleep and just get done what needs to get done, get done. And, and, you know, I'm not saying it's easy. I look at um, women, especially, it seems to affect women more, I think, than men. But I look at women that are work, like working outside of the home or are not. But it's just it's, it's a constant struggle. And when kids are young, it's, it's just it's it's tough. You know, it's really tough yeah. to kind of keep everything going. Yes. And um, uh, I am obviously not uh, I'm not a woman, but uh, maybe. Uh, how how um how do, do do some women ask you questions about uh, how how do you do to uh, uh, run your business run a business that helps you to be more uh, with your uh, with your children or 
or even other men are there other yeah. men as well that ask you that yeah so men are women i mean it's everyone's you know it, it, mm -hmm. so what i try to do is just be present in the moment I, i'm in so whatever i'm doing like if i'm with the kids because i remember in the beginning that we tried to be on phone calls um and you know i've got a toddler running around my feet and all of a sudden they want a grilled cheese or something i'm like mama's on the phone and i'm getting angry and i was like okay i cannot do this so mm -hmm. i tried to like when i'm with my kids i'm with my kids and then when i'm working i'm working and try to really kind of distinguish them so that you can have times so i would like set up play dates for my kids i eventually had them go to a daycare center for part of the day um just so that i had those few hours so those few hours were golden to me then it's like i had to really make the best of my time there i couldn't be just like hanging out on that on netflix or you know around <laughs> on facebook and stuff things like that you know so um just kind of really uh be present when you're there be present in everything you're doing so either if it's with your kids be present with them if it's with your wife or husband be present with them when you're working get you know just be present, be present as well yeah yeah ah that's uh that, that that's great um we i think we have learned we have learned a lot i don't think it i'm sure we have uh we did have learned a lot uh during this uh during this episode and i have uh, one last question uh, for you sure uh, it's uh, uh what is uh because the name of the podcast is consulting lifestyle so yeah Uh, what does uh, having that consulting lifestyle in the sponsorship and events management uh, industry uh, mean to you? Um, so for me, it means freedom. It means that I, I'm my own boss. I don't have, like, I do have clients that I've danced to, obviously, but I can make choices. I don't have to ask for days off. I don't have to, you know, be somewhere <laughs> at certain hours, that kind of thing. It's yes, just like yeah. having that freedom. I'm still, get, I'm still probably working way harder than, somebody who's working in corporate but you know it's it's just having the freedom to to plan my own time and not be stifled by you know you have to do this this way or that way that's that's has always been an issue for me <laughs> <laughs> great so freedom freedom yeah. in uh freedom in all its aspects uh so it was a, it was a great episode so uh we had someone who started as a biotech um in the biotech industry then became a mom and then became a serial entrepreneur and uh, today she's thriving in the uh, sponsorship and event management industry so uh thank you sheila we we did learn a lot and for sure uh let's try to meet again maybe at the next flinkon or uh, on the podcast <laughs> absolutely thank you Yishan. i really enjoyed it thank you so much thank you thank you very much Thank you for listening to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast. Leave a review on iTunes if you have enjoyed the episode and subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified to hear other episodes with your host, Diogène Tirandekura. <laughs>